This is the Man in a Room podcast. This is Man in a Room. It is a podcast. A podcast. You're listening to Man in a Room. Hello, and thank you for joining me for this episode of Man in a Room. How is it going? My name is Carl Miar. Um, yeah, do, do you know what? It's the funny thing is about me calling myself that is that on my my socials, as it were, I'm called Carl Meyer or Miar uh, because it's my name, Carl, and M I A R for man in a room. But the problem is, is that most people don't know what the M I A R stands for. So people, when they say my name out loud, I on a Twitch stream or something like that. They say Carl Mia or Carl Meyer, and um, yeah, it's just one of those things. I'm, I'm embracing it. I'm embracing it because why not, you know? Um, although, sorry, I'm a bit distracted because there's a there's a gnat somewhere in this room, and I can hear it. Like I can just keep hear I can hear it again, like really close to my ears. Like just, do you know what, mate? Give me some room, yeah. Back off, and just let me ever relax because. The thing is, when it comes to tiny things like that, is you can never bloomin' well find them. You're like, where is it? And if you don't get rid of it out of the room, it's going to bite you and leave a horrible gnat bite, which isn't ideal, I'm not going to lie. I don't like that at all. Um, although it's against my uh, religious beliefs to actually kill any animal, be it a bug, you know? So, um, yeah. Um, Buddhist, in case you're wondering. That's... Second time in two weeks I've mentioned that, like it's important. It's not. Um, but, yeah, I mean... Um, so the, the problem with that is, is that because I don't like killing anything at all, I have to try and usher them out places, and oh my goodness, it's difficult sometimes. I During the summer, I left some apples out, and would you believe, right, I've got loads of fruit flies, and how on earth do you get rid of fruit flies in a in a nice way, you know? So I'm just basically waiting for them to die. So uh, they they will eventually. I don't know how many um, I've actually got, but I'm, I, I think I'm I'm starting to believe. I'm thinking they're breeding and they're somehow not dying somehow. But you know, it is what it is. Um. So yeah, there's a gnat in here somewhere, and it's driving me nuts. It's driving me nuts. The little. Oh. Especially when you're really trying to go to sleep at night, and you hear like a little zzz in your ears. I don't want that. That's not. That's not really what you want in life, really. Is it? It's not ideal. It's not a ideal situation to be in. I mean, I didn't know for years that if you have a house fly and uh, you just open the door, um, the uh, it would it tries to fly towards the light. It thinks, oh my goodness, there's a load of light. Let me fly towards the door, and it's gone. It also works for um, you know other insects as well but i always find if it's like a wasp or a bee those things are dumb they're like so dense it's like it's no wonder you're, you're dying out mates you know and they stay they fly in through the windows like just get out what are you doing there's no flies around here don't don't sting me so that's one of the worrying things about uh bee stings and wasp stings and all that kind of stuff is because apparently you don't know you're allergic to them until you've been stung for a second time now I've only ever been stung once, so it's either 50-50 that I, uh, I may or may not 
still be allergic i don't actually know but um yeah it weighs on my mind especially i remember there was a a moment last year when i, I was uh, cycling to work and a bee got stuck in my beard i was like oh my goodness there's a bee in my beard it's like get out get out get out i'm gonna crash you know i didn't crash i survived unscathed so it's quite handy really um but yeah, the, 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 the funny thing is, though, is that when I was uh, younger, um, the first time I ever managed to wrangle a spider, oh, I was so excited because obviously spiders, they they like being in the warm, like like human beings, you know. And um, although they repulse me, and I feel bad saying it, but they, the way they move really sort of bleh, creeps me out. But um, it got to a point where I thought I have to be the person to get rid of spiders at some point. So one day I was like, right, let's do it. Get a glass, get a, get a card, a birthday card or something like that. Off you go, spider. And then I had this horrible realization that I now have the power of the spider. So people who don't like spiders, I could literally chase them around. And I made a promise to myself and I vowed to never use my spider wrangling abilities for evil. And I've never chased someone around with a spider because that wouldn't be cool. Um, but... Yeah, it's, it's a it's a it's a very weird day when I did that. I thought well, I need to need to go this spider fear, you know, because at some point I will have to start wrangling spiders properly. And I've seen some big ones. In fact, I actually have in my flat a pint glass and a birthday card that I save, and I it's always on the windowsill. So if I'm ever if there's ever a spider, I know exactly where to get a pint glass, exactly where to get a, a you know a, a card for the bottom. Then I, I do live on a, on the first floor. I do throw out the window. I'm pretty sure it doesn't splat. I'm pretty sure it's a spider and, you know, it, it won't actually tell that much damage because I'm assuming the velocity of a spider hitting the floor from, I don't know, 20 feet isn't actually that bad. Is it 20 feet? I don't even know. Maybe like 15 feet. I'm sure. I'm, I don't know. I don't need to know. It's none of my business, is it really? Really none of my business. But, you know, you have to be careful. Don't want to hurt our arachnid brethren. Um, I don't know where I'm going with that. I do apologise. Just before I started recording, I ate some chocolate and I feel a bit, a bit, which is never good. And um, so basically I need to have a quick, quick sip of the old tea. Um, give me a second, hold on. Oh, that is nice. You know what that means though, don't you? It's time for tarot and tea. It's a beverage and a vinner tea. Ooh. So we're here again to do another instalment of tarot and tea. So I'm just going to shuffle the cards right here. And uh, the way it's going to work is I'm going to draw three cards. First card is the past. The second card is the present. Third card is the future. It's unwritten, but it's a potential of what might actually happen. Um, so yeah, it's supposed to help put things in perspective. Now the thing is, like I say, every time I do this, uh, this isn't for anyone specific. It may not be for you. It may be for someone that you know. It may ring true. It doesn't matter. But please do bear in mind, take it with a pinch of salt. I am taking the piss. So don't, you know, don't go in it too much. That's the all shuffled. Let me just have a quick another sip of tea. Today's tea is just normal tea. Like I used to... um have like fr different fruit teas and all that kind of stuff but I've ran out of different teas especially when Blawin tea sort of burst the bubble of potentially being sponsored by a tea company I'm going to say this on record Blawin tea yeah give it up don't do it 
Anyway, so let's uh, let's start. So the first one here is the uh, the Five of Cups. So this is the past, and I can see somebody here. There are uh, three cups on their side that's been spilt, and two that are upstanding. And there is somebody standing there in a black cloak, and they do look melancholic. So if you recently gone through a bereavement um, with someone who spilt three cups on the floor, this one could be you. So if you've been re- recently through a bereavement, this one could be for you. Um, so we've got here the this is for the this the present the the page of pentacles. Uh, I see here uh, a young, uh, saucy young upstart here, looking at a pentacle, uh, in a whimsical way. Like, do you know what? This is making more sense now. I've been given this gift of this pentacle, so you know what do I do? Like, this is a fantastic situation that I find myself in. A pentacle, by the way, is basically the the five star, the five uh, pointed star. You know, the five, that one with a circle around it. So if you're recently going for a bereavement with, with three cups involved and uh, you've been given a gift of some description, this could be for you. So the future, like I say, is unwritten uh, as the words of the cause. Is it the cause? I don't even know. So uh, your future could be, ooh, king of cups. So basically, you went for a morning, morning the cups and now you're going to be, you could possibly be the king of cups. As in, you know, maybe... Take what you had in the past. Maybe you, maybe the cups are symbolic of something that you lost and that you're going to find it again. And then like, yeah, I've got that back again. I've got my cups. They're not spilled. I've, I've washed them and things are going to go well. Maybe that is the future. So, you know, what if you're mourning something from the past, it may just come back, you know. Just take a stop and a stare and have a think and try and work out, you know, what could possibly go on. So anyway, this has been... Tarot and tea, it's beverage and divinity. Ah. Anyway, I'll be back after this very, very short break. If you have any thoughts, comments, or questions, please do not hesitate to send them to show at manininaroom.co.uk. Okay, so um, over the summer, my brother came to England. He lives in America. And... Um, so when he came, he flew into Heathrow Airport. Now, the thing is, I'm from Norfolk, okay? So basically, Norfolk is very different from London because Norfolk moves in a very slow pace. Like, it's, it's, it's people say how slow and how sort of laid back it is. So, you know, putting me somewhere like London is going to be, you know, a thing of disaster, put it that way, and um, very much out of my depth and all this kind of stuff. But um, I thought that's okay. I, I can do it. I, I mean, I've uh, I've I've gone through worse things in my life, and I tell you this: oh, London transport and me, blimey! I mean, the tube. What's that all about? Let's all get really close together and go like loads of miles an hour, hurtling underground across across the city. And the thing is, though, is that it scared the crap at me the first time I ever went in there. But after a while, I thought, I actually quite like this. I wish that Norfolk had something like this, because I better get around so quick. And, um, you know, I was actually quite impressed with it, really. Um, but the weird thing was, when I was actually on the tube, because obviously I'm in, I'm in the, the capital city of, of, of England, I saw a celebrity and I couldn't believe it. I like, there's an actual celebrity. Now, for me, 
living in Norfolk, I very rarely, if ever, see a celebrity. It's one of those ones thinking, is that that person? But, you know, I, you occasionally see like a Norfolk YouTuber. Like, oh, there's that person from from Norfolk YouTube and all that kind of stuff. But I, an actual proper celebrity that I saw on the tube. And it was none other than um, Cracker Jack's... Is it Cracker Jack? I don't even know. Um, also famous for Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? Mr. Chris Tarrant. I was like, no way, it's Chris Tarrant. Oh, my God. In the 90s, I used to watch him in, like doing his uh, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire shtick. I was like, oh, my goodness, there's Chris Tarrant. I didn't say anything to him, obviously, because I don't really want to be one of those kind of people. But I did tweet him, and I was like, uh, hi, I just saw Chris Tarrant on, on the tube. And would you believe he blocked me? Now, I'm not going to take that personally. Um, how can I? I do suspect it was maybe uh, a Twitter account run on behalf of him because it's for one of his shows. I can't remember which one it was, but he doesn't have, actually have like a proper Twitter thing. So it's fine, whatever. And um, yeah, so anyway, so um, I had to sort of get in the, 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 you know, I was getting sort of hungry because it's getting sort of, di- sort of dinner time. If I need to eat some food, I need to, you know, for crap, I'm in a train station. What do I do? And, you know, fully expecting Capital City train station are going to cost me an actual fortune. But the thing was, there's a lot of different places I've never seen before. Oh, i never heard of that place before. Never heard of that place before. Never heard of that place before. So I went to a place, I can't remember what was it even called. It's called the Baguette something it was. They, they, they specialise in baguettes. I don't like a baguette. Um, so I was looking through the different baguettes. They had the, like tuna and sweet corn and they had like ham and cheese. They had like ham and something else i can't remember but basically the crux of it was there's very little if any vegetarian options there was one one option and it was cheese and tomato so okay well needs must i am hungry so let me get that baguette inside me so oh, can i get a cheese and tomato baguette please and then they literally just slammed it on the desk i was like oh, thank you very much how much was it they said i didn't hear what they said so i paid for it and looked at my phone I was like it cost me four pounds for this baguette i was like four pounds unbelievable so um so i sat down i thought i need to eat this because uh I'm, i am hungry so i, so I opened it for what on earth is this the cheese was hanging out of it which had gone a little bit dry and crusty the tomatoes are really really warm right oh no it's i like fresh tomatoes i don't particularly like it when a tomato has been left out or you know all that kind of stuff when it gets to like the horrible sort of room temperature and it's, it just gets really soggy and gross it's one of those sorts of tomatoes so I ate it begrudgingly. The, the actual baguette, though, the actual baguette was actually delish. So I can't argue with the the actual baguette. The baguette was lovely. Even a stale baguette tastes good. So, um, you know, it can't be that bad. Um, but four quid, I couldn't believe it. But um, anyway, so I sat there for a little bit, went from a train. And um, I noticed there's this pigeon uh, on the just walking around. I thought, it's a bit weird because it's obviously inside a train station. And I thought, well... This pigeon is actually inside a train station, which is kind of strange in itself. And I then noticed it only had one foot. I thought, wow, you're doing pretty good, pigeon boy. <coughs> I assume it's a boy, I don't know. The reason why I assume it's a boy uh, is because there was this man next to me who, who basically referred to the pigeon as Oscar. Oh, Oscar's back. And I was like, he wasn't talking to me, he was just sort of talking to the pigeons. Like, you know, Oscar the one, one-legged pigeon or one-footed pigeon. And uh, I then I sort of noticed him sort of looking around all that kind of stuff. And then he picked up like one of those coffee stirrers. You know, you get those little wooden coffee stirrers, you know. 
uh, got one of those in his beak, flew up, and I noticed that it's it sat at the, on this sort of ledge bit. And then I'm sure I'm making a nest out of it. And then it drops the coffee stirrer. And I didn't know that pigeons could express disappointment. I, had, I didn't know that was a thing that pigeons could actually do. Pigeons can actually express the feeling of disappointment somehow. It's sort of like a thousand mile stare like, well, that's that dropped again, you know. But anyway, um, got on the train all that kind of stuff, which is fine. A lot of people there. Uh, it's very weird even these days in COVID times. Where's oh, there's a lot of people here and there's a lot of people in it. Not getting used to it kind of thing. And um, it was funny because there was this this moment when, which you hear about, but you never actually, ex- actually managed to experience it. Somebody tried to dodge paying their train ticket by hiding in the toilet when the ticket inspector came along. I thought, you hear about this. But you never actually see it. You never witness somebody actually doing it. Like, do people actually do it? Yes, they do. I've actually witnessed someone do this. And, um, you know, so I was actually, you know, I thought, well, let's see how this pans out. Is the, the train ticket person going to notice? That's the big question. And then, so, uh, dude came out of the toilet after the train, the inspector had gone. Um, and then it stopped at a station. Um, so then, obviously, the ticket inspector came back again, uh, having just stopped at a station looking for people that haven't shown him his ticket, shown him their ticket. And, uh, oh, look, the guy from the toilet. What a surprise, you know? So, uh, yeah, so it didn't quite work out. I thought, ha, 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 that's what you get for trying to bend the rules, you naughty, naughty sod. So um, then, um, then what happened was... It's like, oh, uh, I've got my my student card here, like for, you know, student card. And then the ticket guys are like, well, it's actually a date. You know, it's actually last year. It's actually, you know, not, it's not valid anymore. And it's like, oh, well, I'm, I'm waiting for it. And they, they told me that if I take this with me, that it'll still be honoured because I haven't got mine yet. Well, we've not heard anything about that. So, you know, um, you either have it or you don't. So, you know, what you'll have to do is maybe pay for the ticket and try and claim it back from the college or whatever uh so on and so forth and so um you know the guy's like, okay fine then he asked for a, like a child ticket now that's a ballsy move so so far try to hide in the toilet right and then try to use an out-of-date student card and the problem is is that saying you're asking for a, a child ticket the the ticket conductor was all like this is a year out of date, so really, I know you're really 17, so you're too, you're too old for a child ticket. At that point, the guy was all like, maybe I'll have to admit defeat. He didn't say that, but that's that's what came across. He's like, fine, you paid this ticket. He's like, ha, 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 up yours kind of thing, you know. But, you know, you can't blame someone for trying. You can't blame them at all. Um, I would never do that. I haven't got the balls to do something like that, but, you know, you've got to admire the cut of these young people's jibs these days. And then, um, so I got back uh, to Norfolk eventually and um, I got a cab because it was getting a bit late. And I've never smelt breath that bad on somebody ever before. Um, like genuinely, there's only one other time I think I've smelt breath close to that one. That was when I was at college and there was this older person, like an older learner, student, whatever you want to call them, and her breath smelt like if you mixed uh, burnt shit with bleach. That's what it smelt like. 
And that's pretty much what this guy's this breath smell like in, in this cab. And then so the thing with cabs is that you can do one of two things. You can you can chat to the cabbie or you can just blank the cabbie. The cabbie doesn't mind either way really, because that's his job, and he probably doesn't want to talk either, to be fair. So I did my best trying to keep any sort of communication with this dude as minimal because of the smell of his breath. And oh my god, I've never known a cabbie so chatty. I was like, hmm, yes, mm, yes. Looking out the window, being like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Try not to breathe from my nose and this kind of stuff. And oh, that was some serious, awful breath, I tell you. Absolutely awful. But, you know, these are the things that happen. I mean, it happens to the best of us, doesn't it? We all get bad breath at some point. I don't think I do. Maybe I do, and if no one's ever told me, but it's hard to tell. Anyway, I'm waffling on here. Um, so, anyway, I'll be back again next week, I'm hoping. Two weeks in a row. Come on, give me some credit. Anyway, I'll be back again next week for more of this crap. So until then, this is me signing off. Signing off. Goodbye. Who is the man? Where is the room? It's some guy you've never heard of in a room you've never been in. For more information, head over to maninaroom.co.uk.